nocturnal niceties, all you spoopy people. Uh, this is your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And this is your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay family. I'm not above saying nocturnal emissions. <laughs> it was it was an option on the table. <laughs> and I only say that because when Sam suggested that the opening be nocturnal niceties, uh, Sarah said, I thought you were going to say nocturnal emissions. Because that's the thing I say all the time, <laughs> all the time. apparently. It's pretty standard in your vocabulary. Can't stop talking about it. <laughs> God, if Sam would just stop talking about nocturnal emissions. <laughs> I would have more friends. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Thank you. Um, welcome, kids, to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. We are very excited to be back. It has been a long two weeks. Uh, we were getting some rest and playing Battlefront <laughs> and doing what we needed to do to take care of ourselves and now we are back and ready to continue talking about all the spoopy things and I have to tell you I'm very excited because everyone is basically they have fucking had it with the pandemic yeah. and they're like that's it we're going right to fall <laughs> <laughs> everyone has basically decided that we're just we're skipping summer and going right to Halloween and I was like I am fully for this I am totally fine with that let's just have three four months of Halloween like that's that's all I want I don't understand why it would be a problem in the first place like I, I say we nix summer altogether permanently moving forward and just start September in July. Maybe that's what we should do. Starting August 1st, we officially begin our Halloween programming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone listening to this would be that adverse to it. I don't think so either. I'm thinking I'm, thinking I'm actually, I'm, I would be cool with that too. So just all the movies we were going to say for October, we'll just start we'll just doing do in August. In August. <laughs> because fuck it, this is our life now. So rather than doing like three episodes a week in October. <laughs> oh my God. And this is something we have legit discussed we were like there are so many movies that need to be done in the halloween season yeah that we were like we might have to start doing three episodes a week and doing like two different movie reviews or movie discussions i should say but i we never really like do movie reviews or recaps it's just a discussion yeah we just kind of talk about why we like them or why we hated them <laughs> i know because half the time i'll i'll we'll finish the conversation and then i'll be like we didn't talk about like basically anything. About yeah, no. This movie. If you need to like know what happened in a film, this is not the podcast. This is not for the you. one. We don't. The uh, if I'm, you need to hear jokes about nocturnal emissions, you're in the right. This place. is this is your podcast. I'm actually very proud of us because on our haunting of hill house episodes we've been very good about like going through the episode and like saying what happened and what's going on and giving people like context context instead of, just <laughs> instead of just making jokes and hoping that they get it yeah no. instead of just blindly shooting in the dark and hoping that they're getting it but i'm thump nocturnal emissions <laughs> it always comes back to nocturnal emissions how many times in this episode are they gonna come up <laughs> 
I have a feeling uh, probably a lot because this episode is very special. At least once more. <laughs> at le- once more, I think, is generous. I think it's at least five, if not 15. Okay, start counting now, guys. <laughs> keep, the, keep the tally going. We need to start adding, like, like checks, like, ba-ding, like, every time it comes up. Um, we were talking about, how, like, what we were going to discuss coming back from our little sabbatical. And, and we were trying to figure out what the best conversation was going to be. Um, and then... We had a collective experience as a family the other night yeah. that we were like, okay, well, that's clearly the topic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not nocturnal emissions. No, it was not. <laughs> we had a collective experience as a family. That's the most disgusting thing we've ever said on this podcast. And I hope somewhere right now, dad is horrified. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, how many times can you say the words nocturnal emissions Ding. in one podcast? <laughs> We're like Judy Gold. Have you ever listened to Judy Gold's podcast? No, I haven't. She has a really funny podcast um, called uh, uh, "Fuck." What the what the fuck is the name of her podcast? Uh, Kill me now. It's called "Kill Me Now" by Judy Gold, and she has what's called the Jew Bell. and it's like a little. It's like you know, like the little bell that's on like a desk at a hotel. Yeah. It's like that, but. Every time something they discuss is like topically Jewish, she rings the bell. And it's basically (laughs) to point out like how much of our culture is influenced by Jewish people and how little it is talked about. But it has become just kind of a running joke on the podcast because (laughs) someone will be like, oh, uh, my favorite musical is Sweeney Todd. And she'll like ring the bell. (laughs) And it's like like, it'll be like for some bizarre reason, but it always actually does tie in. It's really wonderful. We need we need a nocturnal emissions bell. We do not need that. <laughs> we don't need that. And what number are we on, by the way, now? I think we're at least at like three more now. So we've only got two. At more. least three more. I mean, if we do two more, we win a prize. <laughs> and the prize? <laughs> the prize is our DoorDash order that's coming. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. We got so much food, and I have buffalo wings on the way. And I have been dieting for days and it's terrible <laughs> for hours <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a joke i used to say in my act when i still had one um <laughs> i i would be like i've been on a diet for a, a little over a week and it it was essentially true i would be like i've been on a diet for a little over a week and i'm actually surprised because i have already lost my will to live <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. I hate dieting. I hate, and it's even worse because I've I've gotten so COVID fat um, that I I need to be on a diet. I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life, and I need to lose weight. But I'm still I I just love food, and so I have been eating well, and I have been doing better. But it has been miserable. <laughs> It's terrible. No one can ever commit. They're like, oh, but don't you feel better when you're eating better? And it's like, I mean, physically, yes, but emotionally, I'm a wreck. <laughs> like, I am just, I'm I'm a miserable excuse for a person. No, I, I totally feel that. I'm kind of in the midst of my own sort mm-hmm. of weight loss journey right now. And I mean, I just ordered a shit ton of Indian food. <laughs> so, like... And that is exactly what you're going to do once you eat it. Um <laughs> I love Indian food. No tea. I love, love, love Indian food. 
Um, I'm kind of jealous that you got Indian food because it wasn't on the table when I ordered what I ordered. And then when you said Indian food, I was like, fuck, I would have loved to have cheated with Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said something. It was too late. I'm sorry. I'll just eat one of your samosas. If you would like a piece of naan or something. I love You're naan. more than welcome Kima to Kima naan is the fucking tea. <laughs> I love Kima naan. For those of you who don't know, naan is bread. <laughs> and Kima naan has, what is, what is it, uh, lamb in it or sheep? sheep uh ham it's like ham <laughs> or lamb or yams it's some kind of it's some, some kind of am will i am usually some kind of meat it's some it? kind of meat yes. and it's fucking delicious it's so good and especially if you get like if you get like tikka masala and you can dip the kimonon in mm. the masala sauce oh oh why did we okay? not talk about this before we ordered? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. We're 10 minutes into the episode and all I can fucking think about is Kimanon. <laughs> Jesus, God. Jesus, please. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Um, what song is that? I don't know. But anyway, I turned around and suddenly, oh, it's the Full Monty. I couldn't figure is it? out. It is. I okay. was like, I was like, where? I was like, I know. I, sometimes I'll like, I'll sing a line because I know the music, but I won't recognize the song or the show that it's from. <laughs> I'm just like, I have to, I have to go through the encyclopedia in my brain and be like, where did this, where did this come from? <laughs> um, we should have that as like uh, a segue noise. What are they called? Um, they're they're called like stings or stingers when you you insert like sound like the the DJ when you're listening to like a a radio DJ and he's like oh I I slammed my finger in the car door today and then he like presses a button and it's like ouch like yeah. it's it's called like a sting is it I had no idea yeah okay the more you know we should have some of those we should we should that have out. stings. Submit your 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 requests. <laughs> Submit your requests for stings today. Uh, yeah, if you have one you'd like us to start using, or I shot him six times. I shot him six times. I shot him six times. It's definitely it's anything coming. from Doctor Loomis, really. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think my sting is going to be from the Full Monty. It's going to be, but anyway, <laughs> and I'm just gonna start inserting it into the podcast. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> we anyway. are we are not here today to talk about the full Monty. We are here to talk about uh, Kimanan. And uh, the more, <laughs> aren't you so glad we've we've moved on from nocturnal emissions to uh, Kimanan? Also, for the record, my DoorDash just got here, and I was answering the intercom call while I said nocturnal emissions, so I would not be surprised. Oh, God. <laughs> if, my, if my dasher is downstairs like, what? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, goodness. We are not here to talk about Kimanon. We are not here to talk about nocturnal emissions Ding or stings. <laughs> I told you we were going to get there. Yeah, It'll okay. be 15 by the end of this episode. The reason this all came up in the first place is because what we are here to talk about today is nightmares. And it, we are doing that because we did have a very strange incident happen this past week. It's strange. It's creepy. It's like, I'm still a little creeped out. It's frankly. very creepy. Like, and it's like oddly coincidental. Although I have to say, I was watching that docuseries you 
put me onto on Shutter, mm-hmm. Cursed Films, and which is wonderful, and you should. All it watch is. It. it is really good. And we watched the Poltergeist episode, and they had that witch on. Yeah. And he was talking about. He was like, "Well, witches don't believe in coincidences. Like, it's not really a thing. Like, for in in the witch community." Um, yeah, pagans don't. Yeah, we see patterns everywhere. We do like, see patterns not- everywhere, <laughs> and uh, who knows if it's coincidence or not. But we did have a very very strange thing happen in our family this past week. And you know what's funny? I didn't ask Jess about it, but um, I'd be interested to hear her answer. I wonder if she would even remember at this point. It was like days ago. It's Jessica. If she had a bad dream, she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Basically what happened is the other night, it was like what, two or three days ago? Yeah, I think it was Friday night. Friday night. So it was it was like three days ago. Um, I had a dream. A very bizarre dream. And I've been taking melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. To be fully fair. Um, I've been taking melatonin recently, so I've been having all these weird dreams. And the other night, I had this dream that we were all uh, together. And we were at Dad's house for at least part of the dream. And Bob was possessed by a demon that was trying to kill us. This is this is not to say that Bob is in any way trying to kill us, no. but in the dream he was the one doing it. And so I had this whole dream about, and it, there was like Pinhead was there, and there was like poltergeist imagery, and like all this like weird shit. And it was just like kind of one of those weird dreams you have. And then I woke up immediately after the dream, and I was like, "What a weird dream!" I'm gonna text Bob and be like, "You tried to kill me in my dream," <laughs> and. <laughs> I texted him and I was like, uh, so I just woke up. I had this dream that you were possessed by a demon and you were trying to kill me. And he texted me back and he goes, oh, my God, that's so weird. I had a dream last night that there was a demon trying to kill us. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm assuming that's when I got a text message. Well, and then I was (laughs) was like, I'm going to text Sam. I was like, how strange that like you and I had the same dream. And I texted you and I was like, hey, did you by any chance have any weird dreams last night? And I was like, uh, I was like, I had a dream that Bob was possessed by a demon and the demon was trying to kill us. And then Bob had a dream about being uh possessed by a demon or, or, or about be, being attacked by a demon and I was like did you have any weird dreams and you said <laughs> I said funnily enough <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream last night in dad's house where something pinned me to the bed yeah which I couldn't see and Bob's dream took place at dad's house or at least yeah. in part in the driveway at dad's house and um, mine took place at part in part at dad's house and I was like, how fucking weird. And I can't remember if we asked. I know we asked Kevin. I don't know if he ever told us. No, um, he did. Did he have a dream? Yeah. He said he was like annoyed by it more than frightened. Oh, that's that right. Because it was yeah. stalking him. He yeah. said he was being stalked and he was annoyed by it. So we were four for four. We haven't asked Jessica. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> so literally in the same night, we all had this kind of bizarre moment where we had this dream about either being attacked or stalked or, or chased by a demon or, or, you know, whatever happened. Specifically attached to dad's house. Specifically attached way. to dad's house. And it was, it was such a bizarre thing because I was like, I still don't really know how to process the whole thing because it's like, well, what do you do with that information? It's like, 
it's it's like you said, or kind of what we touched on before. You know, I said I was watching that documentary, and the witch said, you know, we don't believe in coincidences and all this stuff. And uh, I don't know if I believe in coincidences and, and things like that. I, I I don't know. I don't have a. The funny thing is, I actually told this story to a group of <coughs> friends that we talked to from college. I actually told them what happened, mm-hmm. and. One of the most logical, like, left-brained people I know went, I don't know. <laughs> you know, four siblings all having a similar dream on the same night sounds kind of And with not, no context. Like, not a coincidence. Like, we had not... I'm sure that the night before we had been playing Battlefront, but we yeah. were not talking about demons. We no. were not, like talking about being haunted or attacked or, or I hadn't even like watched a scary movie that night nor which I. is out of the ordinary for me I know we we hadn't done anything to contextualize I it I didn't eat pizza right before bed <laughs> like I didn't like it was very bizarre because it really kind of came out of nowhere like there was nothing that could have prompted this kind of mutual experience like I actually take medication that's supposed to like prevent me from having nightmares really yeah and it's not hypnosil. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No, Is there but a giant it's, high it's caterpillar? To, no. <laughs> no, but um, I don't have that many nightmares anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's not the norm for me to have nightmares anymore. So, like, I remember waking up Friday night and thinking it was really strange that I had had one at all. Huh. And then when you guys messaged me it was like oh well fuck like, like. <laughs> yeah because I, I i mean obviously my schedule is very strange i keep a very odd schedule i go to bed very late and i wake up very late and i texted bob around like 12 12 30 or maybe it was like 11 because i think i woke up a little on the early side that day but um yeah it, it was very strange because it all kind of came together very quickly and I was like, how bizarre that we all had this experience on at the same time and for no real apparent reason. And I still have not seen any, like... Nothing, like, spooky has happened since then. Yeah, there's no, like, correlation. It, did, it didn't, like, lead to anything... Like, I haven't been uncomfortable going to bed. I haven't had, like, shit fall over in my house. Like, nothing's I haven't happened. even had, like, another bad dream. That's what I'm saying. So, like... Although, I will say, I know we talked about this. Uh, you and I have talked about this recently. I, I have been taking melatonin, so I have been a little bit more prone to, like, weird and bad dreams. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember the last time I had a good dream. And I, like, it's so bizarre because... I've had very, like, neutral dreams where it's, like, neither good nor bad. And then I've had bad dreams. But I can't remember the last time I had a dream and was like, wow, that was a great dream. Like, that was a great thing that happened in my dream. I feel like I should be on anxiety medication. (laughs) 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 Because I don't know. I'm like, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember the last time I had a good dream. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm sitting here going, like, when was the last time I had a good dream? Do you have them? Yeah, occasionally. Like I'll I'll have a I'll have a good dream occasionally. I tend to have like really weirdly narrative dreams. <laughs> like mine Who narrates has, them? mine has like a discernible plot happening it's like a lot Judy of the Dench. time. <laughs> like I think this is just me like writing too much because like <laughs> 
because like there's definitely like a point a and a point b and like in there shit gets weird in the middle but like <laughs> you get from point a to point, to b. point b yeah i've definitely had those i mean i have dreams like that sometimes a lot of times my linear dreams like that are in the dream i am traveling somewhere and it's always on a plane and the plane always crashes oh shit that's yeah. an anxiety dream. That's it's definitely an anxiety dream. And I I would love to hear from someone who is like a dream analyst who, because I know that like, I know that being in a plane crash in a dream has to do with like feeling out of control yeah. and that sort of like spiraling out of control, uh, which is basically my whole life. So <laughs> who knows? Um, although I haven't had one in quite a while where I was on a, a crashing plane. Have you have have you ever had those? I haven't had one where the plane crashed. I have I have a lot of dreams about takeoff and like the plane just continuing to go up. Like it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> come space. down, but it goes like way higher than it should. It kind of it, because like the idea of going to space absolutely pants shittingly terrifies me. Oh, me too. Like just I don't like heights. So yeah, the idea neither. of being above like the Earth's atmosphere is n- is not a pleasant <laughs> thought to me, and also the vast empty void of space. It's, so, it's like, all of that, and it's like you would think that there would come a point where it's like you got so high that there's no gravity, so it shouldn't like heights shouldn't scare you anymore. But it's like at that point, then you're in the vast openness of space, yeah, and that is like equally terrifying because it's like, okay, well now there's nothing tying me to the place I want to be. It's the same reason. Like there was a, I don't remember what it was. It was, it was a television show. I think it was, it might've been fringe. There was an episode where people were like essentially losing touch with gravity and just floating up into the air. Like it's a science fiction show. It's like, I think it was fringe, but it might've been a different show. But, like, the first time it happened, I kind of laughed at it. And I'm one, like, that's such a stupid thing to put in this show. <laughs> and then I was, like, really thinking about it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. That like, that would happen. be the absolute worst way to die. Because there's no <laughs> way to, like, tether yourself. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. And it takes a long time. And, like... And, I mean, granted, you'll probably suffocate before you actually reached space where you like oh, froze to easily death. if nothing else you would have an embolism because once you reach a certain point the pressure would be so different that your your blood your blood's your your shit cardiovascular system wouldn't be able to handle <laughs> it i have it i swear <laughs> but this um, became a very technical conversation <laughs> I'm very yeah no sorry. <laughs> but um yeah, no, like that that that's a recurring nightmare that I've had is just continuing to go up. Unf- huh. That's an interesting one. I uh for me my two most recurring nightmares are being in a plane crash or um I often these two are usually kind of tied together where I either have a dream about a giant wave mm-hmm. or sharks. Yeah. And sometimes giant waves with sharks. <laughs> giant waves with sharks in them. Yeah, it's it's basically like my own personal Sharknado. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but I, I, I haven't had a huge wave dream in a very long time. And what's funny about them is <clears throat> I'll be in the dream. And I remember vividly having one of these dreams once where it like 
it's like a massive um, we're talking like tsunami level like maybe. bigger than tsunami it's like we're talking like deep impact yeah like like, like ma- like comically massive where it's like hundreds of feet tall um and i will be like oh there's a there's a divider here if i get behind the divider i won't get hit by the wave and i do and i'm fine mhm and it's very strange <laughs> But, like, the wave will go over me, and then I'll be underwater, but I will be able to breathe underwater, and I will be fine. It's very strange. That is really strange. I would love... We should have had a dream analyst on this episode. Yeah, seriously. Well, does anybody one, know one? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot in the dark and say that has something to do with feeling overwhelmed. I mean, probably. I do know one person, actually, now that I think of it, who is a dream analyst. She's a psychic and a dream analyst. Her name is Luciana. She's British. She's from uh, she's from London. <clears throat> I believe London. I know she's from England. I don't know if it's London. Um, and she is a psychic and a dream analyst. And I would love to get her. I would love to get her interpretation of these dreams. <laughs> I do oh have very strange dreams because it's like, again, it's the wave, but then like there will also be sharks sometimes. And I mean, we have talked many times. get attacked by the sharks? Or? Sometimes. Or sometimes the sharks will be chasing me and sometimes the sharks will come at me, but I will be like impervious to them. Hmm. It's very strange. I, I don't really know how to explain it. You know what's really funny? I have... I have had dreams about being attacked by a shark, but what I dream more about is getting attacked by killer whales. Really? Yeah, killer whales scare the fuck out of me for Maybe some you reason. Were like a great white in the past life. That, that must be what it is. <laughs> it would explain my affinity for them. But like, I've had shark attack dreams, but like, I've also had plenty of dreams where there are sharks in them, and like, they're it's not, not a scary. threat. Like, yeah. it's not a bad dream. It's just, like, I'm in the water and there happens to be a shark there. And mm. it's totally fine. But, yeah, no, if I see a killer whale, like, I know that, oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, That's fuck. what cues you in. <laughs> see that big black dorsal fin and just go, oh, fuck. <laughs> what, what scares you so much about killer whales? I, th- I think it's the coloring pattern. It's also like killer whale teeth are creepy looking. Like they're, they're, the, they're like they're knobs. That really smooth cone shape. Yeah. And like they have tongues, which freaks me out for some reason. <laughs> like I know it sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> like, no, but like I, I don't know. It's just they're creepy looking. And I hope tonight you have a dream about a killer whale just like going full. <laughs> I really hope I don't. Just going full Steve Carell. Like. <laughs> that'll be the end of your killer whale nightmares they're just gonna be hysterical now (laughs) i really hope that that happens because i'd prefer not to have scary ones anymore no no more scary killer whales from now on it's just bruce almighty whales trying to read the news (laughs) um yes so we did have this collective kind of i don't know i wouldn't call it a nightmare I guess, I guess it was kind of scary mine was definitely a nightmare i would categorize mine as a nightmare well anyway. yours was very specific you were being pinned yeah i was being like held down you would you didn't have sleep paralysis right no it was very clearly like i was in my old room at dad's house mm. like i wasn't you know in funny? my bedroom that room is the one that i had the most trouble in that room is the one that kevin's in now too yeah and like he said he gets creeped out in there. I think there's there's something about that room. There is definitely something about that room. And 
it's such a weird thing because one of the things we talked about discussing on this episode was the idea of like malevolence because I don't know I don't I don't know if I believe in demons or you know all all of that stuff but I do believe in spiritual energy I do believe in um you know things that I can't see, see or define yeah. um and so it be, it becomes a very interesting conversation because it's like well do I believe in malevolent spirits? I, I, I don't know. Or it's malevolent just, energy. It's one of those things where, like, I I believe that there are, like, I believe in ghosts. I believe in spiritual entities, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that there are ones out there that are that are angry or who, if they could be violent, would be violent. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily believe in spiritual entities that were never human, which is sort of the definition of a demon. Right. So, like, I believe in angry ghosts. I don't know if I believe in demons or not. That's interesting because I want to agree with you. I think maybe there's just some, like, I think there's a piece of my brain that, like, doesn't want to fully commit to the idea that something could be there that had to be human you know had to have been human yeah i think there's a a small part of me that feels like uh like if it's there it doesn't necessarily have to be um it doesn't necessarily have to be formerly human yeah does that make sense yeah it makes sense uh I don't know what that would entail. I don't know what that would be. Because I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in the devil. Um, I don't either. I, I believe that there is good and bad energy just because you can't have one without the other. I don't think it's possible to have, you know, entirely positive or entirely negative forces. Yeah, I agree with that. But, um, well, I, I it's like, it, you know, it all goes back to that kind of that yin yang kind of situation where it's like it's like you said having the good kind of has to have the bad yeah no I don't think that you can have all one or the other I think that the world would be a very different place if you had just one or the other yeah and I'm I think it's pretty evident in the world we live in that we are balanced good and bad (laughs) sometimes (laughs) sometimes we tip a little over the scales well, I, I shouldn't say balanced. I, I I guess I mean that, like, things never get too bad without becoming good again, and they never get too good without becoming bad again. So um, there's always kind of that give and take situation. And I, I don't see why it would be any different in an afterlife situation or in a uh, paranormal situation, because it, it all has to have that kind of balancing act happening yeah and the vast majority of like ghosts and things that people see like they're not bothering anybody they just kind of they're just kind of there you know yeah if you even choose to acknowledge that you're seeing it because there are a lot of people who don't believe in ghosts or don't believe in supernatural things or paranormal things if you're one of those people i'm not sure why you listen to this um yeah what are you doing you're you're more than welcome but (laughs) i'm not sure what you're doing here yeah it is kind of funny because i i definitely 
I hate to use the word believe because I don't believe in anything. I guess I have faith in some things. Uh, I have, I have the desire to believe in things. Yeah, no, I get that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people say, oh, I believe, bah, 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 bah. And it's like, well, that's fine. But most of the things we're saying we believe in, we don't have any proof of. So it's like, I could die and nothing could happen. Or I could die and Jesus will be standing there and be like, yeah, I was there the whole you, time, asshole. You're done fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or any number of things. So it's like, I have no idea what comes next and i i don't i always get very um i always become very weary about saying i believe in things but when it comes to paranormal things i definitely i want to believe in things and i i have seen evidence of of things that that lead me to think that there must be something happening that we're not understanding of um, whatever that is, whether it's scientific, whether it's faith-based, whatever it is, I feel like I've seen enough that it warrants my attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was thinking about what happened the other day and mm-hmm. kind of came to the conclusion. It's like, first of all, it doesn't necessarily mean that we were under attack from a demon and that's not what we were saying. Right. Um, it could just be like somebody had a message that they wanted to convey and got a little dramatic. <laughs> You know, got a little... <laughs> Clean your room! <laughs> it's mom. It's mom. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's mom going, get your fucking shit together. I know, for real. And my... Because I had the same thought. It's like, I don't think any of us were being attacked by a demon, especially since I don't necessarily believe in demons. But I, I do think that there was some kind of collective message that was being communicated to us as a group and i'm i'm curious to know what that message is i do think it's kind of strange that it all centered around dad's house yeah um and there's a part of me that wonders if like i should if that's like the universe's way of being like pay more attention to your father like (laughs) go go say hi like you know what i mean or if it's grab your sage and grab your cleansing materials and go to (laughs) that is also a viable option um i wonder if dad would ever let us uh uh cleanse the house oh not in a hundred years we'll have to pick a day when he's not home yeah i would say that would be no time soon but he's out all the time Yes, Dad, we are we, we are taking down your schedule as, as we speak. <laughs> we have made a note. Um, We're going to have him going to the store at all kinds of weird hours now because he's going to be like, if I leave the house, they're going to do some weird witchy shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> it only takes five minutes. Um, I think the interesting thing about dreams is that it's kind of a it's kind of a strange science dreams. And it's it. It's all about, like, your own neuroses, and I find that to be very interesting. But it is it is strange the way sometimes dreams are a result of something subconscious, and sometimes it's something that you have active anxiety about, and sometimes yeah. it's something you had literally no knowledge of at all. Um, I've been having more and more nightmares recently about being... Uh, chased by michael myers 
And I don't know why. It's like there was one where I was being chased through a house by Michael Myers. There was one where I was being chased through our old high school by Michael Myers. Which I think is kind of hilarious because you are currently wearing a shirt. I am. (laughs) I am. And you know what I hate (laughs) about this shirt? I love this shirt because I, I think the artwork is so cool. But um, I realized after I bought it that it was a T-shirt for Resurrection. Oh, no. I know. And I was like, fuck, I don't want a Resurrection T-shirt. But the artwork <laughs> is very good. So I was like, ah, okay, I'll live with it. Yeah. Just um, deal. And everyone who listens to this podcast knows I love Michael Myers. But I have these kind of crazy dreams. And I'm very interested in dream interpretation. I've always been interested in dream interpretation, but I don't have a lot of knowledge about it. I think a lot of it just comes down to, like you were saying before, kind of armchair psychology. Yeah, you just have to kind of guess. Like, the wave thing feels... Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, but like... (laughs) Like, I'm not really sure what the whole deal is with me taking off and not coming down again. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that's about. But, like, and if I did... Like, You're afraid of losing weight. I, d- I don't think that's it at all. Um, but, no, I don't think that there's there's really any... Like, even people who do dream analysis will tell you that there's really no way to know exactly conclusively what caused you to have a specific dream so i mean i don't know how anyone is supposed to kind of guess that correctly on their own and the only person who really i think has a chance in hell of knowing is you is you yeah like i mean i I guess you know if you are also a clairvoyant and someone who does dream analysis i've always said that would be a great drag name clairvoyant clairvoyant please welcome to the stage Clairvoyant. clairvoyant but she has to always like come on stage and give like shitty tarot reading like she can't do anything else <laughs> she's like the world's she's worst she's doing psychic. them with a bicycle deck yeah basically <laughs> um what the hell was i gonna say uh god i lost it i ha- i was i was just it's because the food something. got here and like all i'm smelling right now is garlic naan i know I, like- I can't even think because i know that there's buffalo wings on the fucking counter over there uh it is kind of interesting this idea of, of like nightmares and their function in our in our lives and not knowing anything beyond what you interpret the dream to be I, in a in a way it's kind of similar to tarot or really any kind of divination i guess because it's all kind of your interpretation of any given situation does that make sense yeah i think so i i think that what it comes down to is when you're trying to analyze something that's going on in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you're talking to someone else. Yeah, basically. And, like, that person kind of doesn't speak English. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> and is also, like, really, really keen on playing charades. Yeah, and, so, they, like, ju- and they are not going to give up the Yeah, and they're, charades. like, champion-level charades player. <laughs> Venus flytrap. Um, <laughs> that still pisses me off to this fucking that is, day. <laughs> that's a and such an, an a weird old in joke we were playing charades this had to have been like 15 20 years ago something like that something like that we were playing uh charades and jess and i were on a team and as we always are because jess and i have a weird psychic bond and 
we were playing charades and I got Venus flytrap. And I literally just like put my, I put my arms like flat against my body and raised my hands like they were flowers. And I like looked down at the floor and then like slowly looked up like I was looking at a fly and just went Venus flytrap. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you got it? <laughs> And it was like the first and only guest. It was the first guest. fucking thing I know. she said. Like- I know. It was truly bizarre. She and I do have a very strange, like, psychic connection. The other day I went to text her a, a Spotify playlist that I had made because it was all 90s music. And she was like, I was literally just texting you uh, pictures. <laughs> she was like, I was about to press send. Um, my, I love dream analysis. I think it's a really cool kind of practice when it comes to divination. Do you ever have dreams that kind of correlate to the real world? Like you're visited by someone or you talk to someone about something that is very important to you? Or are you visited by someone who's no longer in your life? Do you ever have those dreams? I, I've actually been having a lot of dreams about our mother recently, mm-hmm. which feels weird to me because like I don't. I wasn't thinking about her in my waking life. Like I wasn't, I, I wasn't like missing her. It wasn't her birthday. It wasn't. Yeah, there was no real. You know, like there, there was no inciting incident. But like for the last couple of weeks, I've just been having a lot of dreams about mom. And is it the same dream or are they different dreams? No, they're different dreams. She's just, she's just there. Like, and it's completely normal for her to be there. Hmm. Like. Like, it's like we're at Mima's house and she just also happens to be there for dinner. I remember what shortly after she died, I had a dream. This was like maybe a couple months after she died. I had a dream where uh, (laughs) we were all at Mima's house. But for some reason, Mima's house was like an apartment in Brooklyn. (laughs) And it was like one of those like old Italian grandma houses where it was like they had like it had like the yellowing lace. Yeah. curtains on the windows and like the big wood china cabinets and everything was like kind of dim and whatever and looks like something out of goodfellas yeah. basically yeah. yeah and i remember everyone mima was there mm-hmm. and uh, obviously at this point mima had died as well mima was there and like basically our whole family was there and we were just like talking and mima was like oh you can just tell your mom she's in the other room like everyone was talking about her like she was there yeah but I couldn't, like, see her. And I never saw her in the whole dream. Like, I didn't see her in the kitchen. She would be like, oh, yeah, she's in the kitchen. But I wouldn't, like, go in the kitchen. It was just like, oh, mom's in the kitchen. And so it was like she was there. But she- it was like it was a very Nell situation. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have been listening to the minisodes. The minisodes. Yeah. Um, it was like she was there, but no one was really like there was no interaction happening and that was the only dream I had about mom after she died and I I remember being like kind of upset about because I was like oh I wish that if if she was going to come to me in a dream I yeah. wish she would like say hi yeah. and then like over a year later I had another dream where I was at Mima's actual house mm-hmm. and mom came and sat with me on for some reason Mima had like a her driveway used to like hook, you know how it yeah. hooked into that that parking spot in the yeah. side. In along that side, there was like a stone wall, mm-hmm. and mom came and like sat on the wall and was just like talking to me. 
see that's weird like i wouldn't i would freak out a little bit like i would probably think of like oh holy shit i talked to her i mean it felt a bit that way like when i woke up but at the like in the midst of the conversation it didn't feel weird it was just like talking to mom and and she was like are you doing okay is everything all right like what's going on with you and like me telling her about like my life but that was it and that and honestly i think that was the last time i had a dream about mom and this was years ago See, in the most recent one that I had, and I think I, I think I actually told you this, but I'm going to tell it again. <laughs> I, like, called her out on it, like, halfway through the dream. I'm like, wait a minute. You can't be here. You're dead. And she got <laughs> pissed at me. Yeah. <laughs> you did tell which me Which is, like, this. weirdly on brand for mom. I know. Mom like, would have been very angry. <laughs> like, she just rolled her eyes and she was just like, why the hell would you bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, because you're, you're dead. <laughs> like... like so there's a part of me that thinks that I, I was actually speaking to our mother that night, if only because she got annoyed. I like, mean, <laughs> it does sound quite a bit like mom. <laughs> and what a strange what a strange thing because it's like who knows? I mean Yeah our own neuroses like No way. And you know, the brain wants what it wants and yeah, you know Who knows? Who knows at all if if like what's real and what isn't. It it brings me comfort to think that there's a possibility that I might have actually talked to mom. Who knows if that's true, but it does make me feel comfortable. I had this discussion not that long ago with somebody where um, they were asking me, they were like, well, do you be- do you actually believe in witchcraft? Do you actually believe in magic? Do you actually believe in all this stuff? And it's like, I don't know. But like, if I did and it wasn't real, like, what would I lose? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to put all my eggs in the basket of this thing but it brings me joy and it brings me comfort to believe in these things so like am i losing anything because at the end of the day it's just things that inspire me to be a good person or things that inspire me to see positivity in the world so and i don't think it's actually any stranger or like less believable than any other faith that exactly human beings have yeah. so like but i mean even if you're asking that of someone who is a christian it's like well what's what does it matter? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's this thing that brings me joy. It's this thing that brings me comfort. So why, why should this be so contested? Yeah, it provides structure, and you know, in many instances, it provides community. And like we've seen, that organized religion can occasionally be used for terrible things. Yeah. But at the same time, like faith itself is not the problem. It's no. when humans take, take faith and use it to control other people. Yeah, and they often do. Um, but that's why I get very angry at people like like Bill Maher. Yeah, I think it's such a shitty thing when he made that documentary, Religious. Yeah, there's nothing more off-putting than an evangelical atheist. Yeah, it's like. And that's exactly what it is, evangelical atheism. It's like you're going to go around and try and rob all of these people of their joy and faith. And it's like, what did you get from that? You get to feel like the smartest person in the room. But And it's like, but you're not. Because an intelligent person, in my opinion, would say, oh, well, this thing is doing uh, good for this person and it is helping them to cope with things that uh, that they are having trouble coping with. So even... Even if it's not true, 
un- unless unless they're they've got like a a fucking bomb vest on, like what yeah. what's the problem? <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit like I mean, and not to belittle faith, but it's it's kind of the same thing. I feel like when you tell a little kid that Santa Claus exists, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's not hurting them to believe that. No, like eventually you have to kind of be like, well, okay, no, this isn't really happening. But like, well, I'm cool in- with that for me being the day I die. Exactly. And I think in that instance, the reason we tell children that Santa is not real is because there's more of a controlled lie happening. Yeah. Where it's like, we know Santa does not exist. We have created this fiction. For those of you you who are listening with kids. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. I know. Um, we, We know as a culture that Santa does not exist. And we know that our parents are acting as Santa and that they... Uh, they are giving you the present. So it's like at some point you have to tell them this is not a real thing. I am Santa. Like, Bapa, it, it has to have that context. But there is no one on earth who can prove or disprove any religious theory. So it just feels, I think that's the difference for me. I don't, how did we get into this conversation? <laughs> remember but anyway nightmares nightmares um yeah it is very interesting it is very interesting that uh that nightmares have have kind of segued into this conversation about religion because they are strangely related are they i think i think so because i think that if you have faith in your dreams being some kind of divination yeah, that's true. That's a, that's absolutely religious. I remember having a huge argument with a really big nasty cunt, uh, <laughs> who is someone I really fucking hate now, um, and they live in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I had a huge argument with them because basically they were they were going on about the zodiac, and they were mm-hmm. saying that like anyone who believes in the zodiac is not the killer, the yeah, actual no. zodiac. Yeah. Um, or astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who believes in that is just a simpleton, is an idiot, is this and that. And I was like, well, I was like, but you're you're a huge proponent for not disrespecting people of faith. I was like, what's the difference between saying that and making fun of someone for being Jewish? And he was like, well, it, it, this is science. This, there, there's, you can't say that because this thing is in this place and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why? I was like... You don't know that. And I'm not I'm not huge on astrology. Like it's not that meaningful to me, but it was it just was one of those things where it's like it got it goes into that Bill Maher area where it's like I it, you might be right. Yeah. But if you are, what did you accomplish by robbing this person of something that brought them joy? Yeah. I mean, there's there's an argument to be made for people who rely on it to make like financial decisions and like major life decisions well, like yeah. any like any other belief system it can be but taken to a, it can that. be taken to a harmful extreme i i think that's true but that could be said of any religion any religious practice you could say you could say that you know there are people who believe that if you don't you know bury a saint christopher statue at uh, this time that you're plain old Christ. you know what i mean like yeah no i i i just think it's it's so strange the way um, witchcraft is often singled out as ludicrous as opposed to uh, other religious beliefs are 
like other religious beliefs are often kind of given this like, oh, that is a very deep held belief that I have. But witchcraft is always kind of seen as this like hobby hobby. Yeah, <laughs> it's always kind of a, a Hollywood um, situation. But nightmares. Are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm going to I'm going to have to start adding that sting stinger sting stinger. Sting, I you, you the little ed- educated me as to the <laughs> sort of look to me to correct your. That's the last time you'll ever say that that I educated you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. Um, we uh, we there's still so much we haven't talked about it as far as nightmares go, but um, I think that I think nightmares are very interesting because they uh they are all of the things we've talked about and that is often taken advantage of in the horror genre. Yes. And you see that in a lot of mainstream movies like Nightmare on, Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Street. <laughs> um Insidious. Insidious there's nightmares. Yeah. Um bad dreams are a part of almost every horror movie simply because at some point there's going to be an adult who says that was just a dream haunting of hill house yeah that was just a dream that wasn't real that it's it's kind of used as an excuse um horror directors also love having like main characters have nightmares because it's a really good way to get a scare in that like if you it was if it was happening in the real world like this is an irrevocable plot point, mm-hmm. but you can have like Michael Myers kill Laurie Strode in a dream and it's fine. Yeah. Because then Laurie wakes up. Sydney. Exactly. Come here. <laughs> Mother wants to talk to you. She's back. <laughs> She's coming. Um, <laughs> Maureen will never, ever go away. No. Uh, I-, I love that they include nightmares in in the horror genre because it's something that's so universal we all have our nightmares we all have things that kind of irrationally scare us and so to be able to play on that i think even to a certain extent stories like it play into the nightmare idea because you have pennywise kind of playing on their worst fears and things like that and it has this very dreamlike quality to it am i mistaken no <laughs> I don't know. I think nightmares I think nightmares are an important part of of horror in general. I mean, they're supposed to give you nightmares if nothing else. So At like, the very least. You, nightmares are the end goal. <laughs> the end horror. goal. Oh, I love an end goal. All right, kids. Well, I think that's it for for nightmares, but um if there's anything we missed or if you are a dream analyst and you would like to uh, weigh in on some of our neurotic <laughs> craziness please feel free to write in and let us know what you think of us or our dreams um, and that's it we'll be back next week with more Haunting of Hill House and another new episode so until then stay spoopy and remember and you had both better pay much more attention to your studies if you ever hope to graduate from this institution the finest witches academy in the world yes Miss Hardbroom Now get back to bed. Pleasant nightmares. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from The Worst Witch, distributed by ITV Studios 1986. 
Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel.